Hey everybody, thanks for tuning in to Bearcat Rewind. This is episode number 46 of the podcast, and this is the second one of the week because we have some special breaking news from the MIAA announcing their plans for fall sports here this year and what we're looking at for winter sports right now as well when you think about basketball and indoor track and field. And We'll start with what we're looking at right now for those fall sports. There will be no formal fall football or cross-country seasons, but the MIAA is saying that teams are permitted to set up no more than four joint practices, scrimmages, or games with outside competition or other MIAA members this spring as each member institution deems appropriate for its program. So if you look around the rest of the conference, We've seen Missouri Western, Pittsburgh State, Nebraska Kearney already kind of put out some schedules that they have for this fall. There's a possibility we could see the same thing coming up for Northwest Missouri State if they choose to go that route, or maybe even just scrimmages, joint practices, whatever they choose. We know that the team started practicing Monday of this week, and that was a subject of our previous podcast with Imani Donadel. So big news there. We could see the Bearcat football team uh, getting into some competition just a little bit later uh, this fall, potentially. We'll see how that works out. Volleyball and women's soccer, they're exploring a spring season for that. Nothing is actually announced as far as setting a schedule, but it looks like volleyball, women's soccer for Northwest Missouri State will be moving into the spring. And then the other thing we were looking at as well that was kind of major, and this is kind of the main thing that we talked with Andy Peterson about, the athletic director at Northwest Missouri State. Basketball is planning to start on time. November 18th and 19th are the opening dates for MIAA basketball. So that means Northwest Missouri State will be on the road taking on Northeastern State in a men's and women's doubleheader on November 19th. Then November 21st will be at Rogers State. So it looks like basketball... As of now, and I say this with so many things that could possibly change, we're a full go into the winter sports season with the potential of seeing some football a little bit later this fall as well. So what's been kind of a dreary summer and not a great fall to this point because we haven't had Northwest Missouri State sports, that could all change in a hurry with football coming up. And it will change with practice officially beginning for basketball on October 15th and then the first game coming up on the 19th. So very exciting stuff. We get into this and much, much more with Andy Peterson here on today's Bearcat Rewind. It is brought to you by the Northwest Foundation, providing support for the Northwest Alumni Association and the university's funding needs since 1971. More information is available on Facebook or online at nwmissouri.edu slash alumni. And also Clorinda Regional Health Center, offering support to Southwest Iowa and Northwest Missouri each day during times of uncertainty with a local team of providers and nurses. More information at clorindahealth.com. We spoke today with Andy Peterson about the upcoming basketball season that will start on time and some of these NCAA guidelines that have now changed as we get a little bit closer to this basketball season starting up in November. Let's dive into our interview here on Bearcat Rewind. Andy Peterson, after a bit of a turbulent spring and summer and not sure when sports were actually going to be able to return to campus, it's some big news coming down from the MIAA today, finding out that uh, basketball season will start on time. Can you talk about what this process has been like to, to get to October 1st and see that you know there's some light at the end of the tunnel? Well, I'll say first, we continue to, you know, we're going to start on, as scheduled for now i think that's the biggest part is that everything's still fluid we're you know we're going to continue to um, adjust and make decisions as we can but the good news is to your question the good news is at this point we feel like we can go forward with basketball so uh, we're going to try to do that the ncaa has passed down some more guidance for us in terms of testing 
antigen testing and some uh, and some different things than what was required initially for uh, winter or um, excuse me uh, fall sports and so that's a little bit of uh, of some some levity there but um, yeah just honestly getting to a point now where we feel like we can uh, we're getting closer I, I hate to say there's light at the end of the tunnel but we're getting closer to where you know we've we've got that we've got that going forward so for men's and women's programs that start official practice on October 15th this is this is good news for now what does it look like right now for indoor track and field will that be able to start generally the same time a little bit of delay what are we looking at yeah, I talked to Coach Masters actually just about an hour ago about just that. You know, he kind of been slow playing that, just not knowing, you know, kids on campus, kids not on campus. Um, after, you know, typically we host the Mel Church McClassic the first week in December, and we could do that again, uh, but just depending upon, uh, you know, what other schools want to do, it's not going to do us any good to host a track meet if, if nobody's going to be able to come. So, um, you know, and there's a lot of work to do with track meets in general getting prepared for those um but uh but that's one of those we've the ceos left it up to each institution to make their own decisions on track and field track and field is considered a low risk sport low contact sport so not near the regulations um needed for for that sport uh for those to happen so much more feasible there um you know the the kicker is though instead of just being a two-hour competition it's a two-day competition so you've got some other things to think about but for right now i think we're we're still investigating what to do. Do we play? Do we have a track meet first weekend in December, or do we wait until after the Christmas break to fire that up? So, and that's one of those that we've got some a little bit more time to determine. Coach Masters and, and Nick uh, Gibson, Coach Gibson will work through. You know who who wants to travel, who doesn't want to travel, where other meets at, um, and what that looks like. So we'll we'll continue to investigate that. You mentioned the NCAA having some different protocols, some different things they've sent down for some guidelines. Um, do you have any idea why the change of heart? Is it watching some other football programs play and coming around, or or do they have more information now? Yeah, um, all of the above. I think it's it's partly the difference change in testing. You know, the antigen tests were um, were pretty uh, susceptible or suspicious. I'll say, I guess, early on, um, they have such a quicker turnaround um you know you can once you conduct that test you should have results in in five to ten to fifteen minutes uh you don't have to send it into a lab or anything to get that result back so you know there was a lot of you know issue or you know considerations going in if that's the right thing to do or not but with that turnaround time you know they're asking that we test athletes more frequently but it's also not a it's not a diagnostic test we're not trying to diagnose anybody with covid um, it's just a, hey, do you do you have the virus in your system or not? And so, it's a little less sensitive, but it's sensitive enough that you can catch um, you can catch people before they are contagious, which is the which is the main point. So, you know, testing's changed. I think every day that goes by, the CDC, state, you know, national health organizations, they've got better information on what's going on. Um, you know, I think it's. Uh, it, it's just uh, as things change, they're making different uh, considerations and, and decisions based on that. And so then it's now it's up to us and our conference and our region and our and my campus community to make decisions to do it as safely as we can for our students and um, and coaches and staff. There was some talk for student athletes to be tested 72 hours before competition. So with some of the turnaround time on this, 
I mean, could we see a men's and women's basketball team tested on a Thursday and that would cover them for Saturday as well, or is that tweaked a little bit too? So that's the part that's been tweaked with the uh, with the NCAA. Their recommendation is that men's and women's basketball will get tested three times a week with the antigen tests. So it's not so much a – now I don't necessarily know that – you know, it's just a recommendation. I don't know that that's going to be the, the, the status quo or the – what we're going to do, uh, you might have will get together and talk about that. But, um, you know, with the antigen test, you get results so much quicker. Um, the 72-hour thing kind of goes away with those, uh, especially if you're testing three times a week. So um, that's one of the big things that's changed. You know, the, the difficult part for basketball is going to be getting our hands on those antigen tests. Um, there's only a certain number available right now uh, in the nation. And, you know, I think there's some government contracts that are out there that are kind of gobbling up the first I don't know how many million um, but the NCAA is working hard to try to come up with um, a program where they can get their hands on a million or a million and a half or so to distribute to conferences and to institutions that are that are playing basketball so so we can get get access to them through the NCAA but to be determined that's where there's still a lot of work to do and, and that sort of thing but uh, you know the other part is there are different areas around the country where you know COVID cases are surging again um, knock on wood here, you know, our campus community is in pretty good shape, but uh, we have seen a little bit of an uptick in, in the county, um, county at large here in the last few days. So we've got to do our due diligence with our students who obviously live in the county, live in the city. They don't, um, they don't all live on campus. So we've got to, we've got to do our due diligence to, to stay safe and keep things kind of quiet in the COVID world so that, um, so that we can continue to practice and compete and prepare um, for uh, for games here in, a, in about two months. Well, Coach Meyer and Coach McCollum probably smiling ear to ear at this point, so good news coming out of the MIAA today, and Andy, we really appreciate your time. You bet. Thanks, Matt. Northwest Missouri State Athletic Director Andy Peterson joining us here on Bearcat Rewind. Big news coming out of the MIAA that uh, looks like basketball starting on time. A little bit of a delay probably coming up here for indoor track and field, but that should be starting up as well. So that's good news that we're starting to see things roll in that direction uh, for sports here in Northwest Missouri State and throughout the MIAA. Thank you for tuning in for today's podcast, this brief one, but some really some important information there coming from Northwest AD Andy Peterson. If this is your first time checking out the podcast, we've got quite a few others uh, stored away here, including Monty Donabell from earlier this week, a Northwest wide receiver, Deputy Athletic Director Lori Hawkins last week, and many more, so check those out. Please subscribe, rate, review, and tell your friends about the podcast. I'm Matt Tritton. We will talk to you again next time.